Hi readers, I'm Jordan. And I'm Katie. And welcome to Not Another Heroine Season 2, the podcast where we break down the best and worst fictional heroines of any genre. (laughs) Because that's what we do now. Want to see what's next on our TBR list? Subscribe to us on YouTube or follow us on Instagram for a sneak peek at upcoming content or to help us pick our next book. Throw down a beat. <laughs> it is the pick of the week. Boop, boop. Pick of the week. Dun, dun, dun. Snap, snap. Wow, um, this is the most all over the place pick of the week we've had. We're getting a little bit eclectic. Uh, um, it's fine, because that's kind of what this pick of the week is. It is, in a weird, uh, yeah. It's it's an eclectic pick of the week. Yeah. Um, eclectic. Eclectic. It's got that, what's that um, ASMR? That, oh. that word. Whispering. <laughs> yeah that kind of like grossed me Ooh, out and i, I was that. talking <laughs> it's not my thing ah <sighs> yeah so we're just talking about holly black because i am five to ten years late to the cruel prince when did this book come out i'm actually curious because it has been like a hot minute so uh like, i'm going to look it up like um most of you dear readers you've probably seen the cruel prince you've probably already read the cruel prince because it's been out forever like you see it on all the recommended lists I bought a copy of The Cool Prince probably a couple of years ago and sat on my bookshelf. And I read 20 pages. I'm like, oh, this is good. Put it down. Forgot about it. And then I read another 20 pages. Oh, this is good. Put it down. Forgot about it. I didn't know that you bought it. Oh, yeah. Because uh, it's 2018. Oh, yeah. Five years. <laughs> it's fine. It's not, you know, one of the most talked about books I know (laughs) so on the third try I picked it up again got far enough to get hooked essentially and I'm in love with this book and the series because I finished the cruel prince and then I finished the wicked king the next day and then I started the queen of nothing and they're all amazing she came to work looking (laughs) like she had not slept in 48 hours I haven't And I was like, you okay? And she's like, I started reading The Cruel Prince. And I'm like, okay, finally. It is so, so good. But we're not going to talk about The Cruel Prince series because it's going to be a pod book. Yeah. I was a little heartbroken because I have so much to say because I'm reading The Queen of Nothing right now. Um, but at the end of the year, this will be our like our blockbuster mm-hmm. pod book that we'll be covering. Yes. And I am so ready to talk about it. Uh, I... I'm mad that this book isn't talked about more than Akatar. Yeah, because that's what's kind of surprising is I feel like it has more of the tropes that everybody loves than mm-hmm. Akatar does, but it doesn't get talked about in that respect. Because you have like the morally gray characters, you have super bloodthirsty woman, you have like uh, fey lords. Yeah, and then like lovers or. Uh, enemies to lovers to enemies to lovers all over the place yeah and to say nothing of the sister dynamic which yeah fucked up yeah this is like complex sister relationships done right Mm -hmm. yeah okay i'm gonna i'm gonna save the rest of the comments yeah (laughs) for the full later this year (laughs) um but Enough about those. Uh, This is kind of a jumping off point to talk about one of her first books, I believe. Yeah. um, Tithe. Um, 2002. Yes. I think I read it in 2002 when it first came out. Wow. Um, Yes. So I haven't actually reread it, but I do remember very specific scenes from the book Mm. because it was just so well done. And if you have read A Cruel Prince, you get to meet, there's a character called Lord Roybin. 
He is the king of the court of cockroaches. Oh, okay. That sounds kind of familiar. Yeah, and he has like a consort type character who's this green pixie chick who eats Chinese food. (laughs) So in Tithe, that is their story. So Holly Black like created this universe, what, over 20 years ago. Yeah. And started with Lord Roybin and this pixie girl, I can't remember her name, but she is the narrator of Tithe. And she, like Jude from The Cruel Prince, uh, grows up in the human realm, except she's actually a fairy. She was a... (laughs) She's a pixie, and she was a changeling child. Uh-huh. Oh. So, yeah. And so I forget exactly how she meets Lord Roybin, mm-hmm. who also, again, has a very, very dark backstory, like traumatic. Uh-huh. <laughs> so it's it's their story, how she kind of goes to fairy, learns about her background, learns who she is as a pixie, mm. and like this really kind of punk style romance with lord roybin yes i so uh the scene that i remember the most from tithe is that again all going back to the fairy lore is that if you know the fairy's true name you can command them to do anything oh right yeah and so i don't know how she learns it but she learns lord roybin's true name somehow by accident and she (laughs) she figures out she can command him oh my god but she does it on accident so bad but in my brain i'm like kinky uh, so that leads right into what happens next oh uh, so, so she's like fighting with them she's arguing with lord roy ben because he's like yeah, i don't know something like come back to the fairyland and she basically tells him kiss my ass and she uses his full name and he and he like physically grabs her oh like pulls her jeans down just just far enough and like, kisses her ass <gasps> and i remember like i remember reading that so like like i haven't touched this book in 20 yeah. years and like that's how like memorable the scene oh, is god because i feel like that's what holly black does really well uh-huh. is like this meshing and it feels like it shouldn't work but it does so ridiculously of like high fantasy fae fairies with, with like modern contemporary <laughs> uh, and you readers you know if you've listened to like mm-hmm. any of our episodes how much i hate that yeah like modernisms and like a like a medieval fantasy setting just annoy the shit out of me mm-hmm. but holly black is a goddess because <laughs> <laughs> i'm surprised that you like these so much because that's like their shtick i know but it's done like that the setting that she's created justifies the language yeah versus mm-hmm. a completely fantasy medieval historical style setting mm-hmm. using modernisms yeah porcelain toilets <sighs> <laughs> i forgot about that toilets. i know i don't know why that's like where my brain went first but, but it makes sense <laughs> Um, so that, this is basically an homage to Holly Black. Mm -hmm. Um, if you haven't read Tithe, but you've read The Cruel Prince, go back and read their story. It Mm. works as a standalone, but kind of knowing, you get little glimpses of the pixie and Lord Roybin throughout this trilogy. Um, this is their cute little standalone story. Oh, yeah. Cause I didn't realize that she also wrote the Spiderwick Chronicles. Mind boggling. Yeah. Like that was... In every single library growing up that I ever mm-hmm. was in, and I think I read a couple of them. Isn't it a movie too? Yeah, it is because it has that little uh, what you call it kid that was in every single movie um, playing ten to fourteen mm-hmm. year old white boy. Yeah, <laughs> like <laughs> interchangeable. Because yeah. <laughs> I feel like that was a competitor with uh, Lemony Snicket's. Oh, I always got those two confused. I did too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but I definitely read all of those ones, and I think I only read like one or two of these. But I just remember like seeing them everywhere. But I didn't realize that was Holly Black. That's really yeah. cool, yeah. and it shows how dynamic she is as an yeah. author. Seriously, because it's it, that's what I 
we were talking about it earlier, but if she wrote Tithe in 2002 and then the Folk of the Air series in 2018, like that's like 20 years of just like bussing down on fantasy and mm-hmm. staying relevant. And Do you hear that, readers? Bussing down on fantasy. <laughs> <laughs> that's like this podcast. <laughs> uh, but it's just impressive because there's some people that make one book and that's it. That's it. They can't like find their stride again. These are, I feel like Holly Black falls into that really niche category of authors who are meant to be authors. These are people yeah. who like grow up writing stories, like they're pumping out stories when they're six years old and mm-hmm. they just never stop writing and live in their own heads. Yeah. Um, I have a close friend who is a writer and she's outstanding, but she has been that way since she was a child. She's been writing for years and years and years. And it's it's a different world that they exist in, like yeah. a different plane of existence. <laughs> yeah. like they're like, they come down to visit you and you're like... <laughs> Thanks for associating with the mortals here. Uh, uh, yeah. <laughs> Deigning to visit my mm-hmm. friends. <laughs> but then I feel like there are some authors, maybe this is just an easy target, but like Sarah J. Moss, <clears throat> Mass, yeah. whatever, who know what appeals to people. They're like yeah. Hollywood scriptwriters. Yeah, because I think that's more a better description of Sarah J. Moss as a, as a writer than like her and Holly Black are not comparable like no not even not even close because like the level of character development that holly black does throughout the cruel prince series Mm -hmm. insane yeah because sarah j mass knows how to pace books in a similar way to movies like i'm thinking of the whole throne of glass series Mm -hmm. like she puts just enough of an overarching script that she can talk about it in additional books but like not enough to detract it from the main storyline like it's really reminiscent of like a like Lord of the Rings as movies. Yeah. Like not as, you know, books, obviously, but. And the, the Sarah J. Mass books can be read as standalones yeah. entirely versus if you want the overarching story, you keep reading the Holly Black mm-hmm. books. Yeah. Like if you're done with The Cruel Prince, you are, yes, it can function as a standalone, but you need to keep reading to <laughs> yeah. see the conclusion. And that's not an unnecessary continuation of the storyline. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like just drawn on to make more yeah. money. Yeah. Uh, 100%. So all of that being said, though, Book of Night was her um, attempt to foray into, like, urban paranormal fantasy romance. I don't even know what character that or, like, genre. I that book, so I'm not familiar with it. I was excited because I, you know, loved the Folk of the Air series, and then I tried Book of Night because it came out, like, three years ago, maybe, and it was not. Good. And I don't know if it's just because she focused more on the modern setting and like, yeah, there was a little bit of fantasy in it, but like not as much. Hmm. And it just kind of like, I think it was missing the like magic, both haha, like actual <laughs> magic and then also like Holly Black's magic. <laughs> Fair. And so it, it didn't have that like power that the Folk of the Air series has. And honestly, like all of the other things that she's written that like powerhouse of just fun weird eclectic modern fantasy yeah she definitely identified her like her writing like her world to like live in and yeah maybe just stay in it yeah so it was a bummer that book of night wasn't better because i dnf'd it i think i got to like 30 percent. and you said it was an adult book right yeah because i think it's meant for adult readers it's like adult suburban like it talks about a murder and this girl um I, like, don't even really remember what happens in it because, like, not much happens. Like, the pacing is kind of weird of it, too. But she has, like, a big boyfriend who is, like, a crook but, like, trying to get better. Like, it's a very weird – it 
it doesn't feel like Holly Black. That's why oh. I was surprised. Hmm. Yeah, it just felt like some like random lady. So I don't know. Just stay in this thing that you have mastered completely. But I also understand the inclination yeah, to, to try like, new. Yeah, to try other things. It yeah. kind of reminds me of Stephanie Meyer venturing into like sci-fi dystopian. Oh, yeah. And that worked for her because That's I don't true. I don't know if you've read, um, it's called The Host. Uh, yes. I didn't read them, but like that was a huge book. Like, <laughs> Yeah, I mean, it's, a, it's like Twilight. It's yeah. fucking massive. But it was so well done. Like, and I thought it was like the same kind of premise of like, oh, blowing slate heroin. Mm-hmm. With just enough more to keep it going in a more like dynamic plot. Mm, interesting. She also wrote a book called The Chemist, which yeah, I never read it, but I heard because like I didn't. I got into Twilight, but I didn't have like a huge Twilight phase until I was in my mm-hmm. late twenties. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why that does not make any sense. If only you were wearing the Edward shirt right now. I know I have two different twilight shirts and they're both comfortable and they're huge and they fit on my body right now. So, but I readers, I have to say like, we don't have video for this episode, but Katie is wearing a Costco sweatshirt. Unironically. <laughs> uh, she, <Hey>. is, <laughs> she is that Gen Zer right now. Yeah. It's, yeah. It's and adorable. I also have a green hat on that says autumn vibes. Oh my God. I forgot about the hat. Yeah. 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 But anyway, Holly Black. <laughs> uh, yeah. It's just, it's just good. So I'm actually mm-hmm. going to read, I think it's called The Lost Air. Oh yeah. Cause this is Oak's book. Yeah. It's Oak's book, but it's told from, and it's like a very minor character, I think in the queen of nothing or mm. the wicked king, but it's the little girl fairy who is, wears a golden bridle. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's her story from her perspective. <gasps> oh. I know. I saw Wait, so who's the narrator? She is? She's the narrator. The love interest is Oak. <laughs> I know. <laughs> num, 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 num. <laughs> I'm just going to eat that, that up. That's the cutest fucking thing I've ever seen. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> she even did like the nom nom hands. Like, <laughs> nom nom. <laughs> They're just crab pinchers. Yeah, exactly. Uh, so that's more likely than not going to be a pick of the week for me. Nice. Very soon. That's <laughs> so. fair. That's fair. Because that's what I like about about Holly Black too is she makes these side characters so uh, not holistic but like holistic enough that you want to know more about them because mm-hmm. I think that's something that a lot of authors struggle with is their secondary character like characters just serve as like uh, their plot devices to keep the story yeah going. and like sometimes they even get like forgotten about and it's like hey it's that's been sad. like 18 chapters and we haven't like talked about this like other person but like Holly Black makes these actually real characters that have actual roles and continue to have like personalities and their own like so it's that's why she can have these really successful you know like spinoffs that people actually want to read like <laughs> this is why we're giving her probably four to five hours of like dedicated <laughs> yeah. talk time later on in the podcast accurate uh-huh. yeah because what we were talking about off uh, offline off I'd, the record off the uh, mic uh, off, uh, I don't know <laughs> whatever that phrase is <laughs> is I want the story between Murdoch oh Madoc Madoc whatever the fuck that guy's the name is the red cap <laughs> yes. oh my god him in his like romance line with their mom because he murders her and yeah. her second husband <laughs> yeah. like holy shit oh god I want to know because we were talking about it he is not the perfect morally gray character but like perfect morally gray character like actually so i saw i forget where i saw it it was probably instagram but it was like an example of like kindness and evil evil and kindness Mm. oh it was a harry potter thing oh that's fair okay (laughs) bear with me here so it was a picture of harry who has like there is uh evil and kindness Mm. and there's a picture of draco Mm -hmm. there is kindness and evil Mm. then there's balance picture of snape Mm -hmm. and then there's pure evil 
And that is uh, Professor Umbridge. Oh, yeah, yes. <laughs> and I feel like Madoc falls into there is kindness and evil. Oh, yeah. Which, ooh, I just like got like goosebumps when you said that because that's my favorite type of person to read about. It's intriguing. Ah. They're, they're interesting people. Yeah, because it's, uh, I think what I like about it and why <laughs> I have uh, submerged myself in uh, Dramini fan fiction. What, what word was that? <laughs> I, I was hoping you, you would just... <laughs> Did you mean to say (laughs) submerged? (laughs) Um, We're going to add this to the list of words. (laughs) We need the whole list for the t-shirt. No. Um, Submerged. There we go. (laughs) Uh, Still don't like that as a word, but I can't think of anything better. Drowned myself. Okay. (laughs) I also don't like that. (laughs) Yeah, fair. (laughs) Um, In like Germani fan fiction is because the author has to work in a very specific methodical way to like redeem a character in your eyes enough that you want to see them have a happy ending. Mm -hmm. And that's such a like compelling like plot line and like character development. And like you have to really work at it and do it in a very like intentional, like well-developed way. And so I, he would need that because he's done these irredeemable things and like, like he murdered his love interest and so maybe the story we need is made up <sighs> well and this is where i'm really struggling right now because i haven't finished the queen of nothing so i don't know how madoc's story oh. ends Does he die? <laughs> i'm not gonna ruin it oh my god because <clears throat> jordan is like a notorious ruin it for herselfer <laughs> i'm not gonna participate in this you I'm just not, have to finish it i'm not gonna look but i feel like madoc needs like a follow-on story if he survives mm. i don't think i even i have an inkling of what happens and if that's what happens like who holly black good goddamn hmm. um but i don't know where i was going with that but i don't remember what happened to him so i can't help you made a point earlier though that like these kinds of characters the like kindness and evil characters mm. are more interesting to read about like draco obviously yeah. like the fan fictions for those i would love to do like a case study on characters who meet that criteria and like stack them up against like are these all like best-selling books like super popular yes i'm (laughs) i am in the fourth dimension right now Uh, so what i was was happening in my brain and not you know produced through my mouth um i am listening to the audiobook for manacled which is the oh this book okay <laughs> yeah I've been harassing Jordan about reading it for like a while now I overheard people at my hair salon talking about this fan fiction yeah and I looked it up and stepped away immediately um, <laughs> that's fair it's uh really like uh but it's exactly that kind of character arc and it's one of the most pop it is the most popular like Germani fan fiction it has like 80 bajillion read and I mean that like not like just what Jordan was saying like people at a hairdresser was talking about a fan fiction like that sounds like outrageous the girl in the like shampooing sink next to me turned to me when like we started a conversation about like fan fiction she's like I can send you the link if you'd like I'm like it's okay I can find it myself it's like a drug dealer (laughs) but you know what I mean like that's the following for this kind of book and that's exactly because he's quantified like specifically in that fan fiction as the evil with a little bit of goodness in him. And it's like really compelling because he does some really fucking awful shit. And it's like you have to justify it somehow. That's a lot of the Game of Thrones characters, too. Yeah, that is true. Oh, especially our love affair with Matt Smith as that. What's his name? Yeah, uh, Damon. 
Damon Targaryen. Targaryen. Like, yeah, the incest-looking yeah. blonde dragon dude. <laughs> Who also participates in incest. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. But it's like you just have to work harder and have to create like a comprehensive argument for why mm-hmm. this person isn't horrible. And Holly Black does it well. Like there's some fan fiction authors that does it well. George R. R. Martin kind of sort of does it well, but in like a not – you know, like in a greasy kind of way. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> I was like, I don't know how to quantify that, but yeah. Mm-hmm. So it's just like, I don't know, that appeals to me. The like, you gotta sell this fucking argument, man. Like, why should I like this person? <laughs> let's let's do that. Let's yes. find those. Yeah, okay. Uh-huh. Done. So Done. if you have any recommendations, because I feel like this is such a niche thing that yeah. it's kind of hard. Like you have to read all of the books to identify. And it has them. to be the main character, kindness and evil. Yeah. That's the character type we're looking for. <laughs> give it to us. <laughs> <laughs> it's like a stand-up, like, give me your money. Because <laughs> I can't even, like, off the top of my head, that's such a niche, like, hard-to-write character. Well, Reese was supposed to be that, but he's not. He's not, no. He's, he's too softy. Yeah. yeah. Which is irritating, because he's always portrayed as the, like, morally gray. Mm-hmm. It's like, not really. Nope. Like, if anything, he's kind of like a martyr. Like, and that's... <gasps> Oh, I just, sorry. Um, <laughs> Are you okay? <laughs> um, I just got excited for a second. <laughs> I can tell. <laughs> I wish you guys could see her face because it was, <laughs> I'm so glad you can't see my face. Oh. Okay, so our first <sighs> pod book of the year, Wild Magic. Um, Which you would have listened, listened to, to on Monday? Yes. The time travel aspect of this is so I, fucking I can't wild. Keep it straight. Anyway, <laughs> um, so we're going back to that. The third book in the Wild Magic series, which we are doing, Emperor Mage. Mm. Um, that is the Carthaki Emperor. Mm-hmm. And he is a kindness and evil kind of character. Okay, because I just started it and I kind of was getting those like vibes from it. Uh, it's so good. <sighs> Emperor Mage is probably one of my favorite books in the whole series. Oh, exciting. Okay. There's okay. dinosaurs. Oh, okay, girl, what? <laughs> we just had a, a freaking uh, <laughs> the elf tangent moment here. Uh, it, it, it works. I promise it works. Anyway. <laughs> Um, Holly Black. Holly Black. Uh, we love her. We're going to do her books later. Mm-hmm. There's going to be some picks of the week for her. And also read Tithe. Yeah. So. Yeah. From, I feel like I'm going to read it too. But uh, Yeah. You should. If you, ha- if you, if you liked Cruel Prince as much as I did. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Nice. Also, I feel like the main character from Tithe, you will love. <laughs> She's like Jude, but sassier. Oh. <gasps> <laughs> I have like the happy shoulders. Yeah. So, it, yeah, please read it. Mm-hmm. You, you could do Tithe, like another follow on pick of the week. Aren't you doing Tithe? Isn't that what we just, isn't that what this is? <laughs> isn't that what this Welcome the to is? the conversation. <laughs> no, I'm doing uh, The Lost Air. Oh, uh, okay. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm here. I'm so um, <laughs> lost. <laughs> you think you're lost? <laughs> I'm like not even in this room right now. (laughs) Uh, Yeah. So from Jordan shelf to yours. We'll see you on the next page. (laughs) Oh my God. What happened? Hi readers. If you'd like to help us pick our next book, send us a message on Instagram. Or if you'd like to just listen, we post new episodes every Monday and Wednesday on Spotify, Apple, and Amazon. Thanks for listening. (laughs) Bussin'. <laughs>